Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing great. It has really cooled down here in Southern California, like literally overnight. We had a huge lightning storm here last week. It's actually kind of scary. I was driving my daughter to swim practice, and as we got really close to the pool, it started lightning all over the place. So I just told the coach we were out of there, <laughs> but we're supposed to wait around for half an hour. I'm like, this is not going anywhere. And as we drove home, it just got more and more intense. It was pretty crazy. And then the last couple of mornings have been pretty chilly. And I know I say that and people think I'm crazy, but low forties is cold here and it's cold for me. 
So I actually have just one update before we get to the question. And that is, I remember mentioning many, many months ago about starting another podcast, but with the work on the book, it really got derailed. But now that the book, The Connected Parents Guide to Toddlerhood is complete and up on Amazon, the podcast idea has really been nudging at me a lot lately. So I'm back to working on that. And it's about adult issues and struggles that we have as adults and minding the gap. And what I mean by that is we often have an idea of what we want or where we want to go in life, but we either have no idea how to get started. It feels so overwhelming that we just sit still and stay paralyzed and don't do anything about it. And then it doesn't come any closer or we start working our way through it. But in the meantime, there's this gap. Well, there's this gap either way between where we are and where we want to be. And it can feel really large. And a lot of times, I know it feels like we want to give up. And a lot of um, people talk about, you know, envisioning that future and what that looks like. But getting through the middle of it is really where I think there's a lot of support lacking. So it's about how to manage the process and even do it with as much joy as we can, because that's also the challenging part. You know, I've been in the middle of this process for quite some time now. I've made a lot of progress, so I feel like I have a lot to offer with that, but I'm also still not across my own gap. So I have a lot to share about managing that process. Okay, so I have a question about a six-year-old who's really struggling with listening and making some poorer choices. And both the parents and the nanny are looking for some guidance on how to help him get to a place of making better choices, following directions, refraining from acts of aggression, and those types of things. But I also had a parenting moment, well, it was longer than a moment, of my own this past weekend, I think could be really helpful to those who like examples of how to work through and deal with power struggles or just parenting issues in general. So this weekend, this Sunday, past Sunday, I wanted to take the kids to the beach. I've been working so hard on the house, so hard on the book, doing so many things. And we moved to San Diego to get out and do a lot of things here around town. And we haven't been doing it for a while. And I was feeling really bad about not getting the kids out of the house to go see and do some things. And I just wanted to take the kids to the beach on Sunday morning. It was warm. It was sunny. It's not busy. It's October, um, earlier in the day on the weekend. So it wasn't going to be a busy time. So I wanted to take the kids to the beach. I haven't had to wake up my daughter. She got up, got ready to go. The other two kids were up and happy and excited. And Chandler was just giving me the hardest time. He did not want to go. I don't want to go. If I don't want to go, why do I have to go? Why do I have to do something I don't want to (laughs) do? So here's my thing. So I'm all about finding joy in life. I think that's really important. And I want to teach my kids that as well. So I'm not one to really force them to do things if they really don't want to do it. However, There are some things that I know that they don't always know. And in this case, I knew. And I know Chandler. And I understand Chandler. Now, what's interesting is he dug in deeper on this than he has on pretty much anything else. uh, Probably ever or pretty much that, that I can remember. So he's very much a homebody. He really doesn't like to go out. When I go to the out to the stores to run errands, he never wants to come. So that's number one about Chandler. Number two is... Though, once we get out and start doing something, he always has a good time. So usually I will make him go. I don't want to use the word make or force, but for lack of a better term, I do. I make him go because I know him and I know once he gets out and he starts doing something, he will have a good time. And we've had this time and time again, but he usually doesn't dig in very 
very hard for this. The last time we were going out to dinner and we go out on Saturday nights as a family, and this is something we still do, even though we're separated, moving into different homes. Saturday nights are family nights, at least right now, where we all go out together. Well, he was tired. He'd had hockey that day. It'd been a really busy day and we worked on the house and he just didn't want to go out. So I was like, okay, I'll let you stay home because we've spent a lot of time together today. That's fine. So he didn't go out. Well, we weren't gone 10 minutes and he already regretted his choice not to come out to dinner with us. So this time we're going to the beach and this time I'm insistent. I'm going to be at the house all day. I wanted to have some family time. I felt like it was really important. I also know him. I know once he gets there, he's going to have a good time. But this kid was digging in hard on Sunday morning. Really didn't want to go. Wanted to tell me a hundred times over. He really didn't want to go and he wanted to stay home. We had some conversations about it. I talked about why it was important. I talked about why, you know, I wanted to spend a little family time. We were only gonna go for an hour. We were gonna drive over, spend an hour at the beach and drive home. So I wasn't asking for an entire day. I was asking for a little bit of his time. So, you know, he drags his feet and he gives me trouble, drags his feet, gives me some trouble. We have this conversation. He still doesn't understand. He's, I still don't understand why I have to go. So everybody's ready. We're all in the car. I've got the boogie boards in the car. We've got the towels in the car. We're ready to go to the beach and ready to leave. And Chandler's not in the car. I thought everybody had come out to the car. And Corey's like, he's up at the top of the hill. So I come out and I'm like, Chandler, you need to get in the car. So, you know, we had given, I had given every opportunity to this child to make the choice to decide to spend time with his family, to decide, okay, it's only an hour. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to, you know, try to open up to having a nice time at the beach and, you know, explained why it was important, explained that I don't do these things to be mean, that I do these things because I love him, because I wanna spend some time with him, because getting outside in nature is important. All of those things, um, you know, really tried to appeal to the reasons why with him had those conversations and he still wasn't coming. So I had to pull out the consequence. It was extremely important to me that he came because like I said, I was only asking for an hour and a half because of the drive there and back. And I was asking for a little bit of family time because I was going to go spend the rest of the day at the house. And because I know him and I know once he gets there and starts digging in the sand and digging holes and building castles and putting his feet in the water and running up and down the beach that he's going to have a good time and he's going to be glad that he came. I absolutely know this in the pit and soul of my mother soul that this is what is really good for him. And this is what's best for him. And so I had to pull out the consequence and I pulled out the hard one and I don't like doing this. I don't like going to this place and I don't do it very often at all. Probably, gosh, once every few months I have to do it with one of them or the other. But I was just like, Chandler, if you don't get in this car, I am taking your iPad for a week. Now he is 10 going on 11. So he, a week is, I wasn't just gonna say for the day. Like this was really important to me and I wanted him to know that. So I just said, you're not staying home and sitting on your iPad. We're not making this a habit where you're just going to sit at home and be on electronics. I need you to come to the beach for the morning. And I said, I will take it away for the week. And he was all mad and grumpy and gets in the car and comes with us. And lo and behold, we're there like, well, no, we were there about 45 minutes. And I, and I said to Corey in the car on the way there, I said, watch him say, I don't want to go home. 
And lo and behold, we're 45 minutes in and I give the 15 minute warning that we're gonna start packing up and get going in 15 minutes. And he goes, I don't wanna leave. <laughs> I was like, but it was very cute. Like he knew, he had that look on his face like, oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, and I didn't rub it in. I wanted to be like, I love it when I'm right. But I knew, like I knew that this was what would happen. So we had the little talk about, you know, just please listen to me. Please understand that I know what I'm talking about. Please trust me going forward that I really know what is good for you. And I knew this is what was going to happen anyway. So we giggle about it now, but I did have to get to the consequence. I went through every other option I had, all the explaining, the coaching, the hugging, the loving, the loving, you know, firm, but firm boundaries went through it all. And finally I was like, here's the consequence. I really need this from you. I'm asking this from you today and I really need this to happen. So that was my exchange with Chandler this weekend. And it, thank goodness, did work out very well. He did have a great time. So um, I'm happy to report that. Okay, for the question. Hello, I'm a mom to a 10 and a half month old and a nanny to three kiddos. Six years and almost four years and nine months old. So lately, the six-year-old has been having a really hard time making good choices and following directions. His behavior gets worse after his half-day kindergarten when we are back home having lunch. He doesn't nap, but says he's tired, and that's why he's, quote, not listening. They have a pretty solid bed and morning routine, and some days his behavior will get better in the afternoon, but then wane again before dinner. He does have an afternoon snack. Is his behavior really being driven by tiredness, or is there something more to it? Any tips for what we, the parents and I, can do to help him manage his feelings and behavior? What would you do for discipline when he deliberately does things that you asked him not to do and or cause physical harm to others? Thanks so much, Emily. Okay, so whether it's preschool or entering grade school, it can be a lot for some kids and leave them feeling mentally exhausted. It's a lot of activity. It's a lot of learning. It's a lot of change. At first, everything is new, the schedule, the kids, the teacher. But even if it's been going for a while, things change frequently from the units they're learning to new kids coming in and kids leaving the classroom. So for some kids, this can really tax them mentally and emotionally, leaving them feeling pretty drained by day's end. Now for kindergarten half day, that's their day's end. But this can be really tiring for some kids, especially if they're on the lower end of activity level um, and some other temperament types that just leave them less flexible, um, less determined. Some of those kids can just, this can just be a lot for them. So yes, it's very possible that he is just overly tired and it is leading to misbehavior. However, of course, this doesn't mean the behavior is acceptable, but this is a great opportunity to teach kids how to manage ourselves when we're feeling overwhelmed or overtired. Now, the Chandler I was just talking about, he's like this. He has a low tolerance for a lot of activity, a lot of new things, a lot of new experiences. He is lower on the end of activity level and he just needs more time to rejuvenate. So when we're tired, we just don't have the same ability to control our behavior as we do when we're well rested. And again, for kids who need more downtime, need more rejuvenation, you're going to find that they're bumping up against that a lot more often than other kids who can just go and go and go. 
Um, however, as we know, we don't want to teach this as an excuse for misbehaving. So here's where we want to teach the skills for self-advocating and for self-care. Six is a great age to start working on this. So the nice thing is it sounds like he is understanding his motivations. So that's a great first step. He has some internal awareness. So this is the opportunity to teach him how to care for himself and therefore for others in the moment, because when he is tired and acting out, it's not good for him, it's not good for others. So what I would start working on is inviting him to take some quiet time when he needs it, so you could put it into the schedule, or you can set it up in such a way that when he, you can tell he's getting overwhelmed or feeling overtired, invite him to that quiet time. So here's some steps to do that. So you could do it right after school, when he gets home, you could do the snack first and then put it in. You could try just letting it be open-ended and having him do it. But you can you might have to do a little bit of trial and error here to figure out what would work. I think scheduling is probably the best, especially at first. Figuring out that time of day, maybe it is right after school or right after the snack. Or maybe he's okay for an hour and then he needs some quiet time. So... You want to work with him to figure out what that downtime looks like for him and even to work to create a space that is welcoming for him. So um, for some kids, just creating a cozy corner with a nice cozy chair and some stuffed animals and some books and like kind of a, a tent or a teepee or someplace where they could go off on their own and just have a nice quiet corner that is used just for some downtime. That's really fun. They love to be able to do that, decorate it, set it up, and it's their special place. This could be in his room, perhaps, especially if you have the younger siblings, which you've got here, that may want to enter his space. That space should be sacred. It should be protected, that time and that space, both. So for some kids, though, they want to just play. They want some quiet, creative playtime on their own, unbothered. So blocks, trains, Lego, cars, stuffed animals to do some um, interactive or creative play their favorite toy, whatever that is, where they can play uninterrupted. So if that's his way to relax, that's an important piece, that it's uninterrupted. Not with the threat of siblings coming in, taking toys, knocking things over, trying to join in, trying to sit in his quiet spot, trying to look at the books, trying to play with the stuffed animals that are in his space. So there are times to teach sharing and collaboration, but during this relaxation time, this self-care time that he's learning, quiet time, that's the time to protect that quiet time and that creative space if he's using play for that downtime. This teaches kids how to take care of their needs, how to advocate for their needs, how downtime is a really good thing, how we all need it, um, relaxation time and personal space, and know that it's okay for him to ask for this sometimes and expect it to be honored. So let's just say you get to a point where either you're doing it right after school every day, but then as the day wears on, he starts to get a little out of sorts again and he can just go do it whenever he wants. If he just says, I need to go have some quiet time by myself and he advocates for that, then we honor that and we help um, we help protect that from any siblings entering into the space. Now, if he needs to go up in his room and shut the door to do that, that may be what needs to happen. It might not be able to be done right in the family room. That's okay. That's understandable because you're getting dinner. You're, you know, trying to work with the other kids and they're trying to get into a space. Um, you ha he has to be flexible in doing it in a place that, you, that that can be managed. 
The good news is once this is established, once it's an established part of the schedule or an established part of his ability to say, I need some quiet time, I need a few minutes to myself and go off and do that, he gets to have that. Once he comes back out refreshed, and once this has been established for a couple of days, his behavior should be vastly improved because he's getting that need met. So there are also things that you can do in those moments when children are not making the best choices, when they're not listening, when they're engaging in some aggressive behavior. This is kicking or pinching or grabbing or throwing toys or things that are going to hurt other people um, like Emily was talking about. When they're not making the best choices or exhibiting the best behaviors. When they need some help working through their feelings. I'm going to get to how to handle each of these in the moment when they're happening, these misbehaviors, right after a word from our sponsors. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than HomeThreads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. HomeThreads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights, or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. Now that we're back, I'm going to jump into the things you can do during misbehaviors when it's happening in the moment. Yes, after the protected quiet time has been established, this behavior will likely get much, much better. 
But even so, there are always those times when children don't make great choices, when we need to guide and help them. And these are a lot of different areas and opportunities. So I'm gonna break these down by category because depending on what's happening, we're gonna approach it differently. So first, not listening. So again, once this has been established, hopefully he'll be making some better choices with listening. This should get vastly improved, but there's still gonna be times when kids are not gonna listen, when they're just going to ignore. When this is happening, there's either, there's two ways to break this down. Number one, if it's always a particular type of area or time of day, or you know when it's time to get ready for dinner or something, if it's happening constantly, make a note of it, and we're gonna make a plan to change this around. If it's something that they don't, normally um, push against, or it's not something where you see a pattern and it's not listening, we're still gonna handle it the same way. If we know it's an issue, we're going to get really proactive and rather than talking to them across the room or saying, hey, I need you to get your shoes on or hey, I need you to clean up your toys, we're going to go over to them. We're going to make sure that they are successful. And we're gonna do this for a short period of time because once they know we mean business, once they know when we say it's time to put the toys away for dinner, they will start to follow through much more readily and it will become a much better habit. But at first we need to get very intentional And same thing will happen if this is something like off the cuff, where normally they're good at putting their toys away, but tonight it's just not happening. He's not listening. We're gonna give a warning, first of all. In five minutes, it's going to be time to put the toys away. Then when it's time, we're gonna go over or put the shoes on, whatever it is, and we're going to guide our child to let them know we are serious, we mean business. It's time to put your shoes on which shoes would you like to wear? And you're gonna walk them over to get their shoes. Or you can bring the shoes to them. Don't make that too much of a long-term thing, especially with a six-year-old. With a three or four-year-old, you can bring the shoes to them. After they're five or six, seven, they should definitely be going to get their shoes themselves. But you're going to walk them over. It's time to get our shoes on. We're leaving for the, we're leaving for school. Or it's time to put your toys away. It's time for dinner. And you're going to stand right there. Make sure you get eye contact and guide them through putting the toys away, giving some choices, guiding all the way through the process. And then of course, the consequences only as a last resort. If you've gone through everything else, it's time to put the toys away, it's time for dinner, I need you to clean this up. You know, what are we gonna clean up first? The blocks or this? Do you want me to put on some songs while we do it? Or should we, you know, or and sing? Or should we dance to some songs while we put the toys away? trying to make it fun, offering all those options. If it's still not happening, then we're gonna have the consequences of if they don't clean up the toys, the toys are gonna go up until tomorrow and they can't play with them after dinner. Now, if they're asking to leave them out to play after dinner, that is a great negotiation. And if there's certain, like there's too many toys out, okay, you can play with the trains after dinner like you asked, but we need to go put the blocks away now. Working through this, but we're gonna be right there with them, walking them through the process, and what we call scaffolding them through the process, which is giving them the support that they need, but not too much support, only what they need and not anymore. So if you need more details on that, the class I'm getting kids to listen, also the class on power struggles gives lots and lots of different tips, like much more in depth on how to um, really work through the not listening if this is a really big struggle in your house. But I wanna get to the rest of these. Um, Aggression. And this is physically harm, the physical harm to others. So it can be throwing toys, it could be kicking, it could be pinching, it could be you know any of those types of pushing, those types of uh, activities. So aggression is something that we definitely wanna nip 
in the bud. It's not acceptable. It's, um, it, it is very common for younger kids. Like I talk about a lot on this show, two, three, very common. They're really struggling with big feelings. They're really struggling with learning how to express their feelings in an appropriate way. By the time we get to four and a half, five and six, they definitely should be able to handle their feelings without over, um, without reacting physically or hurting any another child. It's not I'm not saying it's not going to happen or that's outside of the realm of normal. It's it is still within the realm of normal for them to get overwhelmed, especially if he's tired, some of that aggression to come out and just be a reaction. However, it's definitely something we want to stop immediately. We want to get in between. We're going to separate the children. Um, I can see you're really struggling with your feelings right now. We need to come and sit down and take a break. You can talk about some quiet time. Do you need some quiet time? Um, and then talk about, you know, hurting others, how we don't, you know, how that's not acceptable behavior. And give him some skills for working through that, for using his words. Now, my guess is given his age and given what he's talking about being tired, it is coming from being overly tired and overwhelmed from the day. Once he has, again, had that time, that downtime, this type of behavior should get a lot better. This is sometimes attention seeking, which sounds like what's happening right here. It's I'm just overtired. I don't know what to do with myself, with my feelings. And so I'm going to act out to get some attention and get some help. It's a, it's a really, um, I don't want to say a cry for help, but it is, it's like help. I'm in over my head. So he's looking for some help and getting him that help with the quiet time will probably greatly improve that behavior as well. But for anyone who is seeing any type of aggression, um, with children, young children, just stepping in, separating the kids, making sure the, the other kids are safe from the child who is acting out, and then working with the child who has um, is having the aggressive reactions to coach and make better choices for um, sharing their feelings in different ways going forward. And I have a ton of episodes on aggression. I also have many classes on the website from dealing with tantrums, even though this isn't technically a tantrum. It, um, it is, I talk about helping kids with feelings, working, helping them work through their feelings in more positive ways, the positive discipline tools on, um, discipline tools for elementary age kids. Also, um, communication tools is really the ones where we get in here and really work on those skills. And also you're developing, now this um, six-year-old is not technically a preschooler, but you're developing preschooler. I go into social emotional skills and coaching social emotional skills. And this is one of those areas where you can really do a lot of coaching on better behavior, emotion coaching, teaching about emotions, sharing emotions in different ways. And so those classes get really in depth on those. But that's definitely something we just step in immediately. Um, we don't try to fix it from across the room. We have to go in and and physically separate the kids apart and go sit down and have a quiet time and a calm down time and talk about those skills and build those skills so that he can make better choices. And this goes right into the managing feelings and behaviors. A lot of coaching can happen at this age. We've got a six-year-old. So his social-emotional skills are really coming on board. His language skills are coming on board. He can share a lot of his thoughts and feelings at this age. And so you can invite him to a dialogue about this when he's struggling with his feelings, when he's struggling with his behaviors, in a way that invites him to talk about it, not... Um, rather than a way that's like, why are you doing that? Why are you hitting right now? We want to talk about how it, he looks like he's overwhelmed. It looks like you're feeling overwhelmed right now. Where do you think this is coming from? 
What are these feelings about? What can you tell me about that? And then letting him share his feelings so that you can let him know better ways to handle that about coming to you when he's feeling overwhelmed, about asking for help when he needs it. I know kids are a lot of times just don't know how to ask for help and they don't know that they can ask for help. So I always used to tell my kids when they were younger and would get overwhelmed with feelings, if you are feeling like you're getting too worked up, please come ask for my help. If you feel like you're in a situation that you cannot handle with your brother or your sister or just on your own with what you're playing with or what you're doing, come ask for my help. And that started to be the thing they would do. They would come to me and say, I need your help. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to build this. I'm trying, I don't want to share this toy right now. They're trying to take this from me, help me. And they would come and get my help. So the, this is a really cool thing as kids age because they become more and more insightful. And five, six is this age where you're gonna see this nice shift into this insight into their own behavior, starting to understand themselves, especially if we give them a platform for that. We start asking questions and start sharing about our own insight about our behavior or their behavior. They have better social emotional capacity. They have much better language skill. So having a dialogue can be helpful and healing for both the adult and the child. So again, some classes that go more into details, if you're interested or if you're curious, is um, Power Struggles class, getting kids to listen, all of the, um, the positive discipline classes, discipline tools for toddlers, discipline tools for preschoolers, discipline tools for elementary age kids, also the You're Developing Toddler, You're Developing Preschooler. And again, I know he's, uh, six is not preschool, but um, it still covers that social emotional coaching, which we really are doing all the way up through, well, all the way up through childhood anyway. You can see all of those, any of those, and all the 60 parenting classes on demand at yourvillageonline.com. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.